We welcome you in. It's Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro and Glenn Macnow. It's Thursday. We've got a great show for you. Bold predictions from this guy. Good, Good ones? Oh, yeah. He oh. feels like he's on a roll now. Three for three today, pal. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so, and that's with a win, right? That's not really a bold prediction, though. We're predicting that first. No, but we're okay. gonna. We're. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and tell you that I think the Eagles are gonna win this game okay. convincingly. Okay. I'm feeling I, good about this. I'm gonna tell you that the Eagles are gonna win if. All right. First of all, it only works if the offensive line can keep it together, and it looks today on Thursday like some of those guys are gonna be back, which is good. And it only works if Sam Bradford can come out at the start of the game, Dave, and give you a good first quarter, or a good second quarter. He hasn't been able to do it. Really got it together in the third quarter. Was very encouraged about that. They had three good drives in a row, but you got to start that way. Would it stun you if the Eagles came out and huddled for every play and took 20 seconds off the clock for every snap? Yeah. Would the crowd just sit there in stunned silence? What is this huddle yeah, well, thing <laughs> in which you speak? Well, yes, we, we, it, it we're, we're going to find out on Sunday, but in the meantime, we've got a lot to get to. We've got Merrill Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, in studio. And there are some potential good pieces of news coming out of the offensive line. Let's get you caught up on everything happening with his Eagles football team. We send it out to Alex Smith, our Eagles 360 update. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. Another day of practice here at the Novacare Complex for the Eagles as they get set for Sunday afternoon's game against the New Orleans Saints. Today, we once again heard from head coach Chip Kelly, who spoke about how execution is the key for this team. And it's not just one player that needs to execute better, but all 53 players on the active roster. But execution is all of us. It's just your interpretation. It's always on our shoulders. You know, if, if we don't we don't win, I think every person in this organization takes responsibilities. And one thing I'm proud of this group is, is uh, we don't make excuses or allow others to make excuses for us. If we don't win, we are we are. We're one in three football team. So that falls on everybody's shoulders in, in this organization. Coaching staff, players. We're all in this thing together and it's not one individual's fault. I've, I think I've tried to stress that, that you just can't blame it on this person, it's not just one individual's fault. It's all of us collectively have to come together. And that's the way, that's the message I've had to our team. So if it's been interpreted here differently, it really doesn't matter to me. I know the message that's sent to our team and I think they understand that. This weekend against New Orleans, the Eagles will once again look to get the running game going. Today we heard from offensive tackle Jason Peters and running back to Marco Murray on how close that run game is to finding success. The last couple games we've been down. Uh, we're just trying to get something going in the run game. DeMarco, he trying to, you know, pop some. It's just unfortunate he ain't got the big runs like like uh, Matthew. So we're just trying to get those guys. We got to stay on the blocks a little bit better and get both of those guys going. Um, four weeks we played some pretty good defenses, and um, I, I think they've been doing a good job. And I think you got to look in the mirror individually and um, collectively, and, and just continue to get better as much as you can, and and just learn from the mistakes you've made. The Eagles may not be where they'd like to be record-wise at one and three, but according to safety Malcolm Jenkins, there is the right group of players in this locker room to turn things around. We've got a lot of guys who invest a lot in this team and invest a lot in what they do. Um, and so, you know, it's no, we're not at a point where we're willing to throw all that work away. You know, this is a place where we still got all our plans and dreams in front of us um, and, and nothing's out of the picture. So there's no need for us to, um, you know, get disheartened or anything like that. And for all of the latest Eagles news, including the rest of the locker room sound from Jason Peters and DeMarco Murray, be sure to keep it right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Alex. Well, at least that's some promising news that Jason Peters back on the field. How important is it to you, Glenn, that, that Jason plays? Um, well, it's important if he plays, if he stays in the game. Part of the problem is, and I know this makes it tougher for the coaches, he starts the game, he gets hurt, he doesn't finish the game, so you're kind of scrambling. It's almost better if you know he's not going to play. But look, 
Jason Peters is what, a six-time Pro Bowler? Jason Peters seven. is a Hall Seven, mm-hmm. thank you. A Hall of Famer probably. Yeah, you're always better when Jason Peters is there, and if he can stick, and if Lane Johnson can stick at right tackle, and these guys make it through a game, it gives them a far, far better chance. Yeah, I, I, it, we won't really know probably until Sunday morning. But just the idea that Peters, when I talked to him after the game on Sunday at FedEx Field, it didn't sound like there was a great chance of him playing in this game. So the fact that he's got a chance, he's always got a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Well, it makes a big difference for the Eagles offense looking to find its stride. Next up on Eagles 360, we're going to go behind enemy lines, find out about the New Orleans Saints, a 1-3 football team coming to town, their season on the line, just like the Eagles. With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce, and she's not alone. Temple University, where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom, and we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. A wave of game day excitement is rolling into Dunkin'. Taste the new Tailgater breakfast sandwich stacked with smoked sausage, fire-roasted peppers and onions. America runs on Dunkin'. Welcome back. It's Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack now. We'll talk about the Eagles and get his bold predictions in a bit because we know you are just dying to hear that. Uh, but now let's go behind enemy lines. Chris McPherson with John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind Enemy Lines, presented by Gatorade. We're going to go down to New Orleans, Louisiana, where John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com is going to explain what's been going on with the 1-3 team that's going to be coming to Lincoln Financial Field this weekend. John, first, we have to talk about the quarterback. Drew Brees looked pretty good coming off the shoulder injury last Sunday night against Dallas. Where is he at right now, and what has he done to make up for whatever he might have lost due to the injury? Well, he said today that he felt better today than he did at the same point last week, so that's always a positive thing. And even after missing a game, he came back and won the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, so not too bad a job, really. <laughs> uh, he said he's, he pulled himself pretty much off the injury list, so if Drew Brees is injury-free, that means he feels good enough to make all the throws. And he said he felt good enough to make all of them against Dallas, but he kind of didn't know, I guess, until he really got into game action. Now he feels pretty confident that he can do everything he could before the injury. Now, John, here in Philadelphia, we love what Darren Sproles has brought to the team from the offense and special team standpoint, but it seems like that New Orleans might have found a replacement finally in C.J. Spiller, who had the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Does it seem like that C.J. Spiller is the type of person who can fill that role, and do you think now that he's fully healthy that he'll be able to make bigger production for the offense? 
Well, I mean, as you guys have seen and know, Darren Sproles is not an easy guy to fill in for, so the Saints have actually done a little bit of piecemeal. Now, they wanted C.J. Spiller for both those roles, but C.J. Spiller was injured during preseason, and so Marcus Murphy took over the returning duties. Uh, in fact, he returned to punt for a touchdown against Carolina. However, offensively, now that C.J. is healthy again, he's that guy who can fill that role that Sproles filled for the Saints, and he said he, he watched Darren Sproles and Reggie Bush in this offense because and he actually kind of you know admired what they were able to do in this offense because he knew that it was a boon for guys who were like him so now if you can able if you're able to get him outside one-on-one -on -one with the linebacker in that situation the Saints feel pretty good about the odds of him doing something special like he did in overtime against Dallas where he, he beats a linebacker essentially and once he beats that linebacker he outruns the safety who has the angle on him he's that kind of player and that's the guy they expected to get in free agency John, in the recent years, when you think of New Orleans Saints, obviously you have Drew Brees, but I also think of him throwing to his go-to guy in Jimmy Graham. Graham is obviously now in Seattle with the Seahawks. So how have the Saints made up for that production from the receiving standpoint? Well, it's been a little bit of a transition. I mean, they hope that a guy like uh, Brandon Coleman, a 6'6", 225-pound receiver, can take up some of that Jimmy Graham role in the red zone. But right now, they haven't quite found that compliment. In fact, the Saints have five rushing touchdowns and four passing touchdowns. And I couldn't tell you the last time the Saints had more rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns with Drew Brees on this roster. So they're still kind of looking to find that role, but they are, I guess, turning a little bit more to the run game in the red zone. But again, another guy who's going to be difficult to replace is a Jimmy Graham. So you hope that Brandon Cooks can step out up. We talk, talked about Brandon Coleman. You hope that Marcus Colston can add in. And now Willie Sneed, a guy who was on the practice squad last year, has shown up and shown big pretty good. And Mark Ingram, out of the, out of the backfield, has about 22 receptions right now. So they're kind of piecemealing to replace that Jimmy Graham role. John, let's look at the defensive side of the football for a second. Coordinator Rob Ryan runs a very aggressive scheme. However, there are a lot of rookies on this team led by Stephon Anthony, the middle linebacker, who was a first-round pick this season. So how has Ryan adjusted the scheme, knowing that there are so many rookies who are being counted on to contribute in this, in this defense? Well, one of the things they wanted to do in the offseason, they wanted to dial back some on the playbook, cut some of it down, make it a little bit more simplified, and allow guys to play faster. That allowed Stephon Anthony to come in as a rookie, pretty much, and learn this defense quickly. He was in training camp, and he was the guy who had the head, headset for the, calling the defense for a majority of training camp, so they wanted to get him that training. And of course, you have David Hawthorne, the veteran that you can turn to if Stephon Anthony falters some in that position. But Stephon Anthony, uh, Hal Kakaha at linebacker, Tyler Davidson on the defensive line, uh, Damian Swan in the secondary, all of those guys, rookies who have made a big impact on this defense. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's been scaled back and simplified some. John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. Thank you very much for taking us behind enemy lines presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks so much, John. And next up on Eagles 360, I'm turning it over to Glenn Mack now. He's got a few things to say. I got three bold predictions, Dave. I've worked hard on them. This week you will hear them coming up right here on Eagles 360. to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. 
I step to Philly. I step to Philly. You step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make that profit. Makes more sense. Does a baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Enter at PhiladelphiaEagles.com for a chance to win a pair of tickets in the Amoroso Suite when the Eagles take on the Buffalo Bills at Lincoln Financial Field. Here we go. It's Eagles 360, the moment you've been waiting for. Glenn Mack now with his three bold predictions. All right, Dave, here you go. Here's what I see. Dave, here you go. It's going to be a big week for DeMarco Murray. It really is. He is going, he's got 47 yards so far. He's going to triple what he's got, which means he's going to have at least 94 yards. In this game, you know, Dave, if you take away that 30-yard run, which was so beautiful to start last week, he is averaging 21 inches a carry. He's got to break through. He's too good a player. I think Chip has got to figure out the way to make it happen. I think this week it will happen. Saints 27th in the league against the run. It'll happen this week. We would all love to see it. Bold prediction number two. Bold prediction number two. C.J. Spiller is going to be the guy on the other team who hurt you this week. Last week I said Pierre Garçon. I was right. Pierre Garçon. Wish I wasn't. I know, my, my French student. Uh, this week it's going to be C.J. Speller. He's back. He's rarely healthy, but he is now. He's a very tough matchup for the Eagles because he's a fast running back coming out of the backfield. The Eagles have a lot of hurts, as you know, in the secondary. In the linebacking core, I don't know how you cover Speller. He had the 80-yarder to beat Dallas at the end last week. He's averaged five yards a carry in his career. Two words for you, buddy. Jordan Hicks. Okay. Hey, Dave, I hope you are right. Yeah. And by the way, who had a sack for the Redskins last week? Ricky Jean-Francois. Well, there you go. Well, there's a lot of Hawaiian names this week. Well, Did you I, don't, get those I, don't do, well I didn't take Hawaiian in high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's all, you know, there's, there's no only, Hawaiian. You know in Hawaiian there's only 13 letters in the alphabet? Fascinating. Easy to learn. Yeah. Okay. Not easy to say. You want number three? Yes, I do. Here you go. This is going to be the week that Vinnie Curry gets off the schneid. You know, he had nine sacks last year. He has none this year. The Eagles... Averaged more than three sacks a game last year. This year, one and a half. You got to get in Drew Brees' face. We've said that before, and I think they're going to find a way to get Vinnie Curry in the game, whether he's going to play DN or linebacker. Vinnie Curry gets his sack this week as a good game. Yeah, played a lot last week against Washington, and that pass rush, so important against Drew Brees. 400 career touchdowns in the air, and huge that the Eagles get pressure. We'll hear two more predictions from Glenn on our Countdown to Kickoff show. That airs at noon on Sunday right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. When we return to Eagles 360, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. See, that's why I'm not the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. But Merrill Reese is, that's and he going. talks, he, he talks <laughs> Eagles Saints in just a moment. 
With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, man, that would be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? In his 39th season broadcasting the Philadelphia Eagles on the radio, Merrill Reese is confounded, he's confused, and he's concerned at 1-3 the Philadelphia Eagles enter. He might throw the and second, be fuddled. <laughs> in the second quarter of this 2015 regular season, Merrill, the Eagles will... Bounce back. Okay. Okay, how's that? That sounds good For to a me. little bit of optimism. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a little defense first. Drew Brees, we know how smart he is, how resourceful he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, he did it against the Cowboys on Sunday night. If you are Bill Davis, what kind of game plan do you want to put together? Well, I'm not blitzing a whole lot. I, there, there will be a couple of times in the game where you'll blitz. I think they blitzed him four times the last time they, they met in the playoff game. But I am exerting constant pressure. And I think the three key guys are Benny Logan, Fletcher Cox, and Vinnie Curry. You've got to get into his face. You've got to collapse the pocket and you've got to do it with your base defense for and that's the, most part. the that's the big conundrum here, Merrill. The Eagles have not been able to get to the quarterback, although they've had pressure, as mm -hmm. Bill Davis has said, with that base formation, with that pass rush. How do you create the pressure without throwing in a couple of blitzes here, there, and everywhere? Well, you, you do it from time to time, but you do it with the strength of this defensive line. I thought going into the season, Dave, that if you were to list the areas of the team and rate them in terms of strength, my number one area would be the defensive front. I thought that these guys are, are outstanding. You're not talking about guys who mix and match or a, a second-string guy stepping up. You're talking about really talented football players. Fletcher Cox might just be the, the most talented player of all 53. Merrill, Drew Brees is an interesting guy. He's been around a long time, mm -hmm. 400 touchdown passes. He's not big, doesn't have the biggest arm doesn't impress you as the prototype quarterback, yet his career has been magnificent. Where do you kind of rank him among, not necessarily numbers, but quarterbacks that you've seen and your appreciation for his game? He's a Hall of Famer. He, he is a future Hall of Famer. Billy Davis talks about the quarterbacks who can come to the line of scrimmage and actually act as their own coordinators. If you show something, they can check out of it. You see that with Peyton Manning all the time. You know that Tom Brady can do that. But he's right there with those veteran quarterbacks. He's in his 15th season, only a second-round draft choice because, as you said, 
He doesn't have the great big gun, and he isn't a big guy, but he's smart, and he is deadly, deadly accurate, and he could just pick you apart. And that's why the pressure is so important for the Eagles defense to get on him. And obviously, he throws short. He's involving his tight end. He mm -hmm. involves the short, the shallow crosses that kill the Eagles on Sunday. The running backs get into it. So the coverage really has to come from safeties and linebackers. This is a big task. Oh, it is. It is. But I like the way those guys are playing. I think the defense has been much improved this year, although there have been breakdowns on a couple of very, very critical third downs. The ones that concerned me were the one in Atlanta uh, late in the game where they were backed up and they were a third long and they ran a delay and ran the football up the middle for 15 or 16 yards and picked up a first down. And then last week, the play that could have, we talk about the last drive, but the play that could have set the tone for this game and really pushed the Redskins to do well was on the first possession. They had a third and 19, and they got the ball over to their guy, and up the middle he went. Merrill, the Eagles offense. I think it was in, Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson, just in general, the offense. I mean, I think everybody's talked about it until they're blue in the face this week. What will it take to get off early, to get some consistency, to get the ground game going? Your approach to the offense this week? Well, I have a, I have a first play that I came up with in my mind. Okay. Just just for fun. Why not? Okay. This is this is just for fun. We're, because, we're about fun because here. Because Chip does not ever ask me to design a first play. And if he does, this is what you'll say. This is what I'll say, mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll say it behind closed doors. Okay. I'll say on the very first play, have Sam Bradford run a zone read, and have him keep the ball, and come off the right side, and he will pick up three to ten yards on that and it doesn't really matter how much he picks up but show the saints that they can't leave him alone that they can't totally ignore the quarterback behind the line of scrimmage let him try it and and that will change the defense or go downtown uh there are a couple of things like that that you where you're coming out of your tendency very very early to make them think and work a little harder during the game you're espousing shock value if you will you want the eagles to do something so out of the norm that out of it makes character. the Saints say, hey, this could be a possibility. Because you know what? Sam Bradford is not a statue. Sam, Sam Bradford is a very talented athlete, and when you watched him run last week because his receivers recovered and he ran for 14 yards, he really looked quick. He didn't look like a lumbering runner trying to just push his way upfield. He was quick. He slid down. Sam Bradford is a very, very good athlete. Now, based on his injury history, the fact that he's had two torn ACLs, or any quarterback for that matter, you don't want him being exposed. You don't want him taking too many hits. I watched last Monday night. I watched and marveled at the escapability of Russell Wilson, and he's great. But if Russell Wilson, as good and elusive and athletic as he is, continues to run that often, he's going to get hurt, and they're going to have to play without him at some point. Well, there you go. Chip Kelly, if you're watching... Merrill's got the early call for you, <laughs> the read option or go deep. That Merrill means Reese, that means you'll never see. Absolutely no shot. <laughs> Merrill Reese, thanks so much for joining Thank us you, here Dave. on Eagle 360. This fall at Dunkin' Donuts, get lost in pumpkin. Pick up your favorite pumpkin-flavored beverages and baked treats like the new pumpkin cheesecake square while they're still here. America runs on Dunkin'. I've just arrived in Atlanta, and I can't wait to start telling people how switching to GEICO could save them hundreds of dollars on car insurance. But first, my luggage. Ah, there it is. Uh, excuse me, sir, I think you've got the wrong bag. 
Sorry, they all look alike, you know. No worries. Well, car's here. I can't save people money chatting at the baggage claim all day. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, man, that would be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. Eagles fans, score a touchdown of your own by downloading the new McDonald's app for some delicious deals on the download. Offers are updated weekly, and you can receive a free sandwich just for downloading the app. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macknell's Eagles 360. We come your way Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And Glenn with us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And something we haven't talked about this week, although it has been discussed out there, playing against your former team. It's, it's Darren Sproles. Yep. It's Malcolm Jenkins. Is there extra motivation? I think it means something. I do. It didn't work with DeMarco Murray uh, when the Eagles played Dallas, obviously. But I think Darren Sproles is going to do a terrific job this weekend. Yeah, Malcolm Jenkins, he's a smart player. He knows what Peyton's all about. I think they're going to both have big games. Yeah, and they, they need to have big games, as does the Eagles' defensive line. And that means Fletcher Cox has to step up in a big, big way. He's the Eagles' best defensive lineman. Fletcher Cox is the subject of a little film study, a little review, a little analysis from Mike Quick and Ike Reese. Our game plan crew. All right, Mike. Progress Court brings us to a, which I believe our most dominant defensive player this year in Fletcher Cox. Doesn't get a lot of notoriety because he's playing down there in the trenches, but a lot of the work he does down there allows this team to be one of the best run run stopping defenses. You watch him against Pro Bowl left tackle Trent yeah. Williams here, and he does a great job of filling his job, which is the two gap, and then getting rid of Trent Williams. Well, Trent Williams, the best offensive lineman the Redskins have. When Bo Allen's at the nose and you got to double the nose, one-on-one -on -one against their best guy, doesn't matter. Fletcher Cox is going to beat him. He handles him. I like the way he jacks him up with that one arm and then just sheds him and gets to the football. Yeah, and you watch him here on this play. He's going to do a great job of getting across Trent Williams' favor. When Trent Williams tries to cut him off, he sheds him, and you're here for a tackle for loss in the backfield. Nice job of keeping his shoulder square. For a big man, that's just not easy to do, and he's fundamentally sound, and that's why he can make this play here in the backfield. Listen, this is that hump move. I played with a guy named Reggie White that had this move. He made this move famous. That power, get that momentum going one way, and he gets Trent Williams going the one way, uses that power to shed him and get to the ball carrier. I like this play here. You're talking about a third and short yardage here. This player is designed to go through the A-gap. You watch Fletcher Cox get off the ball. This is a single gap uh, responsibility for him. He shoots the gap, gets down the line, clogs up that A-gap, nowhere for the running back to go. Good job of everyone else corralling him, stopping him on third and short. Big third down stop right here. A 300-pound guy. 
getting skinny, as they call it. When he yeah. turned those shoulder pads and get through the gap when he's one gapping, he's so quick off the ball, very difficult to stop that guy. And again, a lot of this work that you see Fletcher Cox doing down in the trenches, it often goes unnoticed. But I believe me, the guys that play behind him, they appreciate the work that he's doing up front. It's a reason why this is one of the best front sevens in the National Football League. All right, thanks so much, Mike and Ike. Uh, coming up on the show here tomorrow, coming up on PhiladelphiaEagles.com or Amoroso's on the menu segment for you. A little sneak peek of what's ahead. We've got crunch time with Chris McPherson. Some stats only with Alex Smith. Chris and I will talk some of our key matchups. And then I'm going to take a look at one of the players on the offensive line that nobody ever talks about. Who might that be? Big tall guy. Real tall guy. Dennis Kelly? Dennis Kelly! Whoa! Interesting story. Hey, that kind of week. For Glenn, Mac, for Glenn Mack now, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.